All right, here we go. So here is another week of the Onto Something podcast. If you've never been here before, this is a space for those who are in their 20s or those who are walking beside them. This is the last week of season number three, which we've called the Infinity Stone Challenge. If you haven't already, I highly suggest signing up for the email list that we have in our Instagram bio. Trust me, hint, hint, wink, wink. You're not going to regret it if you are on that email list. So make sure to sign up for it. It's also the way in which you can receive updates and know what's going on. This episode, I wanted to talk about the feeling of being frozen or uh, in some of the language that uh, me and my friends use is the feeling of just floating in life and not sure how to ground yourself and move forward no matter what you're facing, whether that's uh, something hard or decisions that you got up front uh, or life-shifting things that you then see coming. So what should you do when you feel frozen? Well, at least for today, you should sit back, click play, and listen to this podcast. All right, look, here's the deal. I was 17. I was in high school. It was 2 a.m., and I thought it was a really good idea at the time. Here's the reality of the situation. I had been out with friends on a Friday evening, and before I had known, that Friday evening had turned into two hours past midnight, and therefore I was running a little bit behind on curfew. And you know what I say, if your bedtime's 11, what's another three hours? Although most parents wouldn't agree with me on that. Anyways, anyways, I was stopped at a stoplight and I checked my phone to find several missed calls and text messages from the parentals. Apparently the parentals were paranoid. My line of thinking at the time was it would be better for me to pull over and profusely apologize to my parents and let them know I was alive instead of bursting through the door with no warning or acknowledgement of the trouble that I was bringing into my life. So what I do? I simply pulled into an empty parking lot trying to mind my own business. What I didn't know is I had pulled into the parking lot of a business who had been robbed twice. And on this particular Friday night, it was a parking lot where a police sting was being held. That's right. I drove into a pitch black parking lot thinking I had a grasp on the reality that I was parking myself into. Mid-typing, I remember this pitch black parking lot suddenly being filled with all of these police lights. And the officers were so kind, they didn't even want to bother to ask me to step out of the vehicle. They thought I needed to rest my head, apparently on the hood of their patrol car. So what looked like a great idea at the time was actually a terrible idea and very unfortunate timing. There are a couple valuable life lessons, though, that I learned on this particular night. First, if you want to be taken seriously in the world and you want a good alibi, telling a police officer you were calling your mom will never give you street cred. Just want to throw that out there. Second, and maybe most importantly, life can turn on you on a dime. What something feels like and what something looks like is not always the same. Sometimes we're out of touch with reality. Sometimes we choose it and sometimes life throws it at us. And the further we are out of touch with reality, the more shocked we are when trying to react to it. Most of the time when I see people out of touch with reality and it finally hits them, they react as I did the night that that spotlight hit me in that parking lot. Frozen.
not like the movie, although the second one's better than the first. When the reality of life hits us hard, there's a need to face a new reality to help us move forward. And as I write today, I'm kind of being mindful of three parking lots, if you will, that people find themselves frozen in that need to face a new reality. Here's the three parking lots I see. It seems like most people fall in one of these three categories. Either they're frozen because they're delaying taking action on a decision that they've already made, or they're disappointed in a decision that they've made in the past, or they're dreading making a decision. In the wise words of the philosopher Eminem, I'd like to address these three parking lots to help you snap back to reality without getting any of your mom's spaghetti on your shirt, if you know what I'm saying with that. Shout out to all my people out there. All right, so the first one, delaying taking action on your decision. Here's the deal. We know it. We just don't want to say it. There's a parking lot that many of ourselves can find ourselves frozen in because you know it's time to break it off. You know where you're going after this year. You know it's time to post it online but you can't bring yourself to do it. And why can't you do it? At the root of it, it's simple. The moment you speak something out loud is the moment it becomes reality. It can no longer linger. You can't go back and forth anymore. Do you want to know the major symptom of this that I would diagnose that you are in this parking lot? If you keep having the same conversations over and over again about a decision that's set before you, You reach the same conclusion every conversation, but every time you're asked about it, you start over from square one every single time because you doubt the conclusion you keep reaching. If you find yourself in this place where you're delaying what you've decided, there's two realities that can help you snap back to reality. First, you got to simply face that more preparation is not going to help you pull the trigger. Uh, Liz Bohannon's taught me a lot about this when she talks about the myth of preparation. We like to think that enough preparation equals instant arrival or success. This is why people can spend 18 to 20 years in school, and when they transition out to their first job, they find that in some ways they're still not developed or ready for it because there's not a sense of completeness. It's true that doing something meaningful in the world will sometimes mean that you will get pushback, you'll get resistance, and challenges will come your way. These are almost inevitable, but you can't always sit in the bleachers of life, waiting to not be criticized or feel a sense of failure. Those things are going to come, but what Liz has emphasized is that that moment of pushback or hardship is actually nuggets of pure gold. They help our ideas and our goals and our decisions be better in the long run because they sharpen them. It gets them out in reality, and we start to actually find what reality is, opposed to staying on the bleachers in life and not moving forward any on an idea or a goal or a dream. Most of the time, what you need isn't more preparation. It's a promise to yourself that you really need. Which brings us to our second reality. If you want to move forward on a decision, the next move is to publicly and vocally set promises that help define and establish your decision. So let me put it this way. If you decide to move, then state how long you'll be living in the next area that you're moving to. If you decide to jump back into a relationship again, even though it got messy last time, 
Decide the amount of time you will give it before considering what you'll do about it. Are you starting a new goal or a dream? Make a promise to when and how long you will work on that dream each week. The bottom line, for anyone delaying on what they've already decided, you need to hear this. You don't need more preparation. You need more promises. All right, now let's move to the second one. Disappointed in what you've decided. Now, granted, this is the darkest parking lot of the three that we're going to look at today. Occasionally, decisions will bring some devastation. My hope for you is that very few decisions do lead in devastation, but that those that go a wrong way or go awry bring just disappointment. Whatever decision you may find yourself disappointed in, I hope you hear from me and from other people that I'm really sorry for the unknown hurt that ushered into your life. Many times, decisions that leave us feeling disappointed just leave us frozen. Who wants to make another decision after they don't trust themselves after the last decision that they made? Moving forward can be really difficult, which is why facing two realities in the midst of your disappointment can be huge. The first one is this. The first temptation you're going to face is to disregard your disappointment. Don't give it any attention. Don't give it any thought. Distract yourself from it. But the best reality to face in the space of disappointment is to not disregard it, but to park yourself in it. Disappointment is simply the feeling of something being off or not as it could be. And even though disappointment can be uncomfortable, it helps us seek comfort from a more stable source. Another way of saying it is your disconnected feeling you have in life can actually help connect you to something greater and more stable. The truth is is we put way too much. Let me actually make this more real for you. The truth is you put way too much pressure on your family, or your friend, or your housemate, or your significant other, or your job, or your vacation to provide a sense of satisfaction. Oftentimes, we end up breaking the things that we put pressure on for us to feel like life is as we expect it. I mean, I don't know how many times people go on breaks or vacations And they put so much pressure on the idea of resting that they can't rest because they're so stressed about making sure that they can rest. Whatever may bring a disappointment in your life, give it or them grace because one person or one thing was never supposed to hold your life together in the first place. Lisa Turkers may have provided the most helpful language for me in one of the seasons I walked through and disappointment that I had. She uses this example of saying that disappointment, in a way, makes us have to sing a greater song than our own. She gives the analogy of how you feel and sound when you sing along to a well-produced song on Spotify or iTunes. I don't get what the big deal is with Ed Sheeran. When I sing next to Ed Sheeran, I am Ed Sheeran. When you sing alone, it never sounds the same, though, as the original. Have you noticed that? But when you sing along to the creator of a song, you always sound better because you have someone who helps you stay on beat, keeps you together, and fills in the gaps that you can't complete yourself. In essence, disappointment helps us cling 
to God's song in our life because whatever song you can do with your life is not big enough and you are not strong enough to be able to create as great of a song as God is playing underneath your life right now. In essence, let disappointment turn you to a greater song and a bigger story that can provide you hope even when the stuff that happens in life feels kind of hopeless. The second reality to hold on to when facing disappointment is to recognize there's always an opportunity for something to open when another part of life closes. There's a reason that why every superhero origin story starts out with the worst moment in life. This is made up of real-life stories from where we've seen this to be the case over and over again. No matter what we know in every disappointment, we do know that we have an opportunity to open ourselves up to a depth and understanding that we couldn't have before. Hear me out, hear me out. Sometimes the greatest gift you can give the world and other people in your world is the gift of understanding. Many times it's really impossible to walk with someone through something closely without walking through it yourself. Sure, you can absolutely stand by people and we should, but you never know what burden you may face today may actually be a gift for someone tomorrow. May we not be frozen by our disappointment, but let it point to something for our future. Okay, so we've talked about what do you do when you're delaying a decision you've already made. We've talked about what do you do when you feel frozen after you've made a decision that brought disappointment. The last is dreading a decision. One step in life is the ability to identify which road is the right road and which road is the wrong road. This is a step in maturity, but there's another step that goes with it. Another level is the development of being able to know the right decision when there isn't an obvious or clear winner of which road it is to take. This is the third reality we find ourselves staring at from time to time. What do you do when you're faced with a decision where there isn't a clear answer or there isn't a said right or wrong road? Two thoughts come to mind. First of all, we tend to treat God like we do King Julian from Madagascar, who he's the little like, he's not a possum. He's more of like a raccoon. I don't know. Someone will correct me. Float my DMs. But he's basically the small little animal that is always telling everyone around him, tell me. Tell me, but then doesn't listen for a response afterwards. He just keeps talking. How many times have you found yourself just wishing someone would tell you or God would tell you the next thing that you need to do? You keep asking, but then you keep talking. You don't even listen. One of the best words that I've heard over the years in making decisions when there isn't a clear one is to remember that God is interested more in character than circumstance. It takes all sorts of situations to form a person. God's aim is way more at your formation to move you towards a renewed image than to provide you the exact situation that you are looking for. This is the whole point that Ephesians is trying to move you to. This idea that you are to be presented at the end of your life whole, full, blameless. Your truest self is sometimes the language we use for that. Not that like you are whatever you want to be, but that you are who you were made 
to be your truest self, which means situations come secondary. Maybe the best question for us to ask when facing two roads that's not clear which one to take is which of these options form me closer to resembling who God made me to be. The second thing to note is what a writer by the name of Ortberg spoke a long time ago in referencing difficult situations. He says it like this, it's what happens on the inside that's more telling than the possibilities on the outside. So sometimes when we look at situations, we only evaluate what the outside of the circumstances or options look like. But this is where reflection and prayer and contemplation and the soul stone, all of these provide the fruit of informing us what our desires are in the inside of us. They help us know our desires to make a certain decision when there's no more information to process. It's not foolproof, but at times our intentions and motivations help us inform the road that we need to take. Evaluating a decision and asking, you know, what is my motivation behind saying yes or no can provide a huge insight into the world. I face multiple decisions where it would look noble to take route A, but I know that I would take route A based out of fear, which means that I need to actually take route B instead. And if you can find a solid, non-anxious based reason for why you want to move down a road, you test your feelings and you're at peace with internally what's happening with you, move on it. Take it. Because sometimes what's happening inside us is more important than what's happening around us. Now, as I come to a close, there's one last reality that I want you to park and sit yourself in, no matter what parking lot you find yourself in, that life is full of risk. Stepping out of your warm bed in the morning and getting out of your Pikachu pajamas, once again, that's a rumor that I've heard in my personal experience, brings on a number of risk. The hardest reality to embrace is risk takes vulnerability, and something's not truly vulnerable unless there's a chance for loss. And this is what makes decisions difficult. Decisions deal with probabilities, not certainties. Sometimes things don't turn out the way we plan, no matter how much we plan. And we'll do ourselves a massive favor to only take life to a certain degree of seriousness in every decision we make. Because when we make a decision, we must be mindful that the world is full of many more decisions, even if this one doesn't turn out the way we were hoping. We must not lose hope. I leave you with a word from one of my favorite writers that you hear me talk about a lot, which is Andy Crouch. When being asked, what's the number one trait young adults who are living an exuberant life always do and embody? He encourages and says, it's always the young adults who are flourishing the most that take meaningful risk. Why? Because they are either making life meaningful for others or find meaningful lessons in every single day that they live. Life is full of risk, and they take it for meaning. Friends, may you this week take meaningful risk, because that is a reality you can live with. All right, there we have it. 
This has been the Infinity Stone Challenge. We have done all six stones at this point. If you have not already, I would highly suggest signing up for the email list. I have no other way of saying it. You're not going to regret it. Also know that if you want to help in supporting this podcast, it is so helpful if you subscribe and you leave a review. It lets us know that there are actual human beings out there as we're working on this project, and it just helps in uh, knowing how we're doing as a whole. So you may be wondering, uh, what is next? Because season three is coming to a close, which means that season four is on its way. We'll take a Sabbath week that will be coming up, and then I can tell you what we have next uh, is really an honor because as we've been working on it while we've been rolling out the Infinity Stones, uh, it's an honor that some people have said yes to be able to come on this podcast. Uh, these are some people doing some big things and big deals, uh, and we're going to get to talk to them about those conversations. So it's going to be really exciting. Until next week, everyone, may you remember that you are on to something.